0: What are you bringing to the table? Uh, yeah, t- uh, what?
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. Welcome to... What are you bringing to the table? This is your girl Sylvia, she, her, and hers. What up? It's Tori, she, her, and hers. And we're back
2: for a second yes. week in a
1: row. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only like a because... Two-month
2: hiatus, and then now we're like... back. Like,
1: yeah, but that's only back. really because we got a, our special guest back.
2: Well, yes, we do have yeah. that. That is a he, that is he special has raised us this with a purpose. The 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 infamous, the extraordinary, the amazing Professor, yeah, Damon Cagnolotti. Welcome Yay. Back. Welcome
3: <laughs> What's back. going on? What's <laughs> going on, folks? Thank you so much for inviting me back to family neighborhood. Professor Cag it's still swinging through the hallways, highways, and the byways. <laughs> Uh, and also holding on Zoom near you. Holding yeah. on like a hubcap in the fast <laughs> lane, still rolling. <laughs>
2: the wise as ever, still <laughs> spitting the knowledge left and right.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you know, see that just comes out. You know, it gets it gets loose off of orange juice. You know, we don't we don't even. <laughs> Don't you don't even need gin in that right? you yeah. is
1: just strictly or oj that's
3: it. That's, <laughs> it that's it that's it that's it you know we wake up in the morning fresh squeeze you know, just <laughs> there you go papers, i love so it it's all good
1: <laughs> well what? we knew
2: we yeah. knew we had to have you when we did last week's episode of the slap heard around the world i yeah. text i thought you know afterwards i texted uh Sylvia and I said, we got to see if the professor wants to come on and talk about this, because this is, it's a deep subject matter. Um, I know that you'll have some very wise and interesting things to say about it. So we were like, we got to get him on. We got to see if he'll come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) And then especially (laughs) with the, with the little updates of, you know, the little pieces of everything, you know, coming out and, you know, just, yeah. So... Well, well, what were your thoughts uh, about the slap around the, you know, hurt around the world?
3: Yeah, you know, um, that's that that slap. It was, and you know, I, I'll tell you where I was, so that way I can get to yeah. my thoughts. Yeah. I was at my mom's house, <clears throat> and ironically enough, I was I was. Um, working on my spring qualifying exam I was really trying to, <laughs> work. Trying to hurry up and get some writing done <laughs> you know but uh as I'm sitting down and I'm thinking about like you know education and like you know problems and like you know kind of how we solve you know kind of like the post-crisis I've the post pandemic uh educational landscape issues that you know kind of pop up in the post-pandemic educational landscape I saw my tv glitch and I'm like now wait a minute. Now, see, here I am. I'm supposed to be focused on writing this essay. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm, I'm distracted because my TV glitched. And then I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute. They just blocked out a whole second. What, what just happened right here? <laughs> um, when uh, my girlfriend actually sent me a um, a clip of the the unedited clip yeah. and 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 that's how I actually got to saw it, how, how I got to see it on uh, social media just through Instagram mm-hmm. and I was like oh 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 and let me tell you my first impression was shock and off just like everybody else because uh-huh. you know I mean it's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air a lot of us forgot that he was maybe perhaps you know. Born and raised in West Philadelphia, right? oh, uh, And that part of the reason how he even became the Fresh Prince, right? How yeah. he even got to Balair was because he got into one little fight and his mom got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, but but you know, kind of kind of jokes aside, um, when I first saw the 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 clip, you know, the first thing that my mind actually went to was wow. I wonder what conversations he and Jada have been having about alopecia mm. and really how vulnerable he, she's feeling about that
0: mm-hmm.
3: because, and there's a lot of conversation around, you know, um, I think there's a lot of conversation, a lot of issues and a lot of speculation surrounding like what changed in will, right? Mm-hmm. What um, quote unquote kind of, you know, made him snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been having a really difficult time with the language that we've been using to kind of talk about what's been happening. Um, <clears throat> and it's not even just because I'm like an English professor or anything like that. It, it has nothing to do with the fact that, 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 that words matter and words mean things, but really it has a lot to do with the history uh, that's surrounding the kind of language that we use, right, to talk about Black men in public spaces uh, or even to talk about um, issues right, between mm-hmm. people in public, sp- public spaces, but especially for, for issues that, that occur between Black men, right, um, or even Black women and men. Um, the language oftentimes and too easily just kind of rests and settles, like, like, like we didn't have to jump or take a leap to like get to um, this language of, of kind of pathology, right? But, you know, it made me think most immediately to this issue of vulnerability, what vulnerability, what kind of vulnerability it is that Jada is actually experiencing around um, around Hollywood mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then what kind of vulnerability it is that she might be experiencing in public, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think when we take Hollywood, the Hollywood space, and the, 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 on a wide scale kind of social level, right? The public space, right? Or the public sphere. Th- those are two completely different spaces mm-hmm. and vulnerability manifests quite differently in both of those spaces quite in, in, in very distinct ways. Um, it just so happened that, you know, there was a convergence really Mm -hmm. of both spaces, right? But the Hollywood space, as well as, right, the, the, in this case, right, the global public domain space, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it just kind of converges right there. And that's also too where I find that a lot of the perspectives or excuse me, a lot of the issues, that's, what's happening to a lot of the issues. There's a convergence of different issues. Mm -hmm. There's several different issues that I think are at stake in that moment where we see the slap. And because of that convergence, right, what we're, I think, in the public discourse, which oftentimes has a difficult time keeping up with the movements that occur in the public sphere, right? The, the, Again, right, because of this issue with language. Mm-hmm. Language doesn't necessarily uh, follow, match, or even resonate with all the things that are happening in the moment in a way that helps us to Get an understanding of, in a way that helps us to break up the traffic jam
0: mm-hmm. of
3: issues that we're experiencing or that we're stuck in. Right, I'm down here in California, right? So, <clears throat> um, arguably, we have the worst traffic in the world. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. just slightly. Maybe New York, slightly. Slightly.
1: maybe New York, <laughs> maybe New York,
3: right? You know, maybe some other countries. Hey, like but Tokyo. they at least have
1: the transit system, you know.
3: Right. So, so, so I'm only saying that to say, I know a little bit about traffic and what, how, how you Mm -hmm. feel, right? When you're Mm -hmm. in traffic, right? Just that feeling of being stuck in gridlock traffic at whatever the worst um, (laughs) driving hours are, right? Whenever gridlock actually strikes in your, in your hometown, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, take that feeling, right? And, and, and And then go back and take a look at that moment, right? That Will is kind of laughing when Chris says the joke, Mm -hmm. right? And then you see Jada like, that was actually, that's like cold for, all right, so here it goes, right? Yeah. (laughs) In between that shot, right? And then the next shot, right? Where it kind of focuses on Chris. We don't know what happens right there, right? There's a a, a glitch, Right. right? Yeah that's the space of rupture and vulnerability that I'm more, that I'm mostly curious about. That's what's interesting to me. What kind of vulnerability is Jada experiencing or has she expressed to Will that she was experiencing as a result of her condition? Or really just as a result of like the changes and the shifts that have been going on in her life and even their marriage that were brought up or raised or prints mm-hmm. right in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think Will's reaction to it, right, while it was, you know, he had his kind of slow walk, right? You know, it was methodical. It was, you know, it looked, you know, very determined and all of that stuff, right? It, it You know, it has the maskings of like a response, but it was a reaction
0: mm-hmm.
3: more so than anything. <clears throat> I think we need to kind of sort of unpack what's happening in in the rupture, right? And just before we actually hit the record button, I'll say this and then I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up. but you know, just to bring it back to a point that we had made earlier in the conversation before we even kind of hit the record button was this, this, uh, this point that we made about pain, right? Mm-hmm. And like about the suffering. And really that's what that's what I thought about most immediately mm-hmm. when I saw the slap. It was what's happening in that, and what, what happened in that vulnerability, right? What kind of vulnerabilities does Jada have, right? In the space of Hollywood, in public, right? To what degree has she shared those vulnerabilities with Will, right? As her husband, as her partner, right? So on and so forth. And what was the look that she actually gave to Will or what was the thing, Mm -hmm. right? That happened in the gap, in that vulnerability, in that moment Mm -hmm. of vulnerability Mm -hmm. that not set Will off, but that made him decide, right? To kind of go on up there, right? And to react Mm -hmm. in that way. I think about vulnerability, as pain, I think about vulnerability as a a rupture,
0: right?
3: Um, And that's what we saw the slap uh, uh, as a reaction to, right? The vulnerability, the pain of disruption.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Mm yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you're kind of mentioning that piece because as, you know, time has passed since the event, there's now a lot of talk about the trauma response, right? and the trauma response within uh, the Black community, the trauma response within uh, communities of color, and how it looks and feels different. And, and, you know, that, that part that we didn't see that exists, right? We talked about this last week. There are cameras at every angle at that awards show, right? There's not an angle that's not uncovered, but it's interesting how they are not, they're not releasing whatever camera angle to show us what happened in that, you know, moment of he was laughing mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden sh- we did see a look, but what there's a, there's a missing angle there that for whatever reason, they're not showing, you know, and, um, yeah. and, and, you know, I think it's interesting too this kind of um, uh, stance around who gets to talk about this, right. Sure. And, you know, um, and oh, yeah. who has the right <laughs> to talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> who has the right to comment on it? I mean, there are people out there yeah. that probably think me and Sylvia d- don't have we we shouldn't be commenting on it, right? In fact, sure. I know that I've read you know the articles and things that talk about this is a this is a subject matter for the black community only, and they're the one they're the ones that should be commenting that everybody everyone else needs to shut our mouths.
1: So yeah, it's just
2: kind of interesting how things uh, I, are unraveling from it, you know.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that um you know, the thinking that, I mean, this was done publicly and I think everybody was affected and I don't think it, it didn't hit like when, cause you brought it up about when you, when you first, you know, saw it, your girlfriend gave it to you. In my situation, my husband was like, Hey, did you hear about what happened? And I was like, no. And he shows me the video. He goes, Oh, then I get to be the first one to show you what happened. He shows me the video, and my first reaction was, like you, in total shock, thinking, this is a joke. Like, this has got to be a joke. And then seeing the expression on uh, Will's face when he's cursing and the expression uh, on Chris Rock. What I saw on his face was... Like just sheer embarrassment, like you know how when you are up there, and you have no idea what the hell has just gone on, and you know you just can't go off, and you got to hold it together, and but yet nobody's giving you a cue, like you're just like, what am I? Should I go forward? Or should I? And you're you're just, I mean, and that's what I was seeing his uncomfortability of what just took place, and not knowing what his response needed to be should be um and I felt I felt badly for him in that moment I felt badly for him because yeah. he's he's in front of that camera Will Smith is behind it and I just felt like wow in total disbelief now we get to comment on anything that's in the public. We get to comment about Mel Gibson, his drunken spat, we get to comment on um uh you know the Weinstein, we get to comment on you know if you do something in public, it is for everybody to comment. And I don't I think you know when we start looking at whether it, you know, that it's a Black issue, a Latino issue, whatever. To For me, it's like the weight of the world should not be placed on Will and, or the weight of the Black community should not be placed on Will and Chris Rock or, or even Jada, you know. They are human beings, but yet because of the state of the affairs in America, that that's what we, you know, we hold people of color in higher, and we do this uh, because we don't want those negative stereotypes, but we also place that um, on ourselves where we have to hold you to a higher standard. Just like in our jobs, we have to work twice as hard. We have to, you know, you look at uh, Miss Co- um, Jackson, right? all the qualifications all over the world and they still have to come and make a mockery of it and not treat her at, with respect. You know, mm-hmm. even though she is the most qualified of all the justices there and they still have something to say negatively about her, but yet mm-hmm. she is uberly qualified and nobody is talking about her qualifications and you know so for me it's like on one hand it's like I, I will smith is not the extent of people of color you know this is not who we are and these are just two men one went off and assaulted another one and you know it, he he was dumb for doing it he was dumb for doing it in public and Chris Rock, you know, I, I just feel, I I still feel for that man. I still do because his family had to see their dad get assaulted on TV for doing his job, you know, for doing his job. And yeah, I just, I just feel, I just feel for, for Chris.
3: Yeah. I mean, so One, I think you bring up an uh, an issue that I think is pressing, and um, as a matter of fact, I was listening to somebody else kind of talk about the uh, about about this 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 issue about the the um, the slap. But really, actually, they were talking about the issue of hashtag Team Will hashtag Team um, uh, Rock, mm-hmm. right, <clears throat> or hashtag Team Chris, and you know. I think it speaks to the issue of, right, like kind of who gets, you know, um, the politics surrounding commentary, right? Um, <laughs> we, let's deal with a couple of facts right quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, one, first and foremost, this happened at the at the Oscars, right? Public space, public domain. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, what we witnessed right and a, a lot of folks witnessed at least in the in the in the larger global community they got to see it unedited here in the states it was like a glitch and then we like kind of check social media like enough to see right and witness an assault right, right? okay that's two right so we got witnessed three assault is not legal and if I'm not mistaken they had the Oscars in Los Angeles right in California mm-hmm. yeah okay, just double check right yeah ain't legal in california no right yeah so right that's fact number three fact number four despite the fact that will was actually invited to stay right chris rock immediately left and went to his dressing room and was asked right by uh, i believe he was there, there were reports that he was invited to um to the director's uh trailer um director will packer um um with the police him back there with the police, yeah, and the the police said, we want to invite you to press charges right or something mm-hmm. to that effect right Chris Rock said no, right So <clears throat> off <the> top, <clears throat> we can already just quite simply address <clears throat> one, it was something that was wrong, <laughs> right. For Mm -hmm. whatever the reasons are, we can all agree on the fact that one, it was wrong, Mm -hmm. two, we witnessed the wrongdoing, and three, the wrongdoing actually that we witnessed took place in a public domain, right? So, Mm -hmm. in a certain kind of way, I don't want to make this, this isn't, what this is not so much, what. um, it's not a George Floyd moment it's not a George Floyd moment. We didn't go through a public traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. This is a traumatic experience that occurred between two and three individuals, right? Mm -hmm. That we, because of their position and their status and their stature and their privilege domain and their privilege right in the public domain, we've been able to bear witness to. That's Mm -hmm. the very premise of the event itself. Mm -hmm. This is not something that's the same. It's nowhere near an equivalent, right? Of, A public traumatic experience in the same way that george floyd's right murder was right right? so let's just get that like kind of clear and off the top being that we have that clear since this actually happened in the public domain this free and open to talk about let me tell you something we'll make too much money for just (laughs) black folks to be talking about this only yeah (laughs) right now what the now but but i also have some some room for understanding about where those articles or at least the premise of it might actually be coming from Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that i agree with the way that the the argument was articulated however i'm gonna shoot him some bail yeah it's not so much that that these folks can't have the conversation but these people can over here right this isn't just a black conversation Although it was a Hush Harbor moment, right? It was a moment that black folks don't necessarily want to want to, to be exposed publicly, mm-hmm. right, in front of in front of white folk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That occurred. So I get that, right? There's some dynamics there. That's part of the that's part of where that impetus for that argument there comes from.
0: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
3: However, <clears throat> we also have to understand, too, as well, that for uh, for Will and for Chris, right? We need to, at least in the public sphere, understand two things, right? <clears throat> One, as critical commentators um, on a particular public event, right? We have to understand that there is always and even still at play the issue of who controls the narrative, mm-hmm. which is the other point that I think that, or the other place where I mm-hmm. think that argument right and arguments like it come from right Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. really what they're trying to get at yeah and as a matter of fact brilliant there's a there's a brilliant um there's a brilliant uh uh, breakdown of the importance of black media right as an institutional establishment Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and 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 it's erasure right over the past 10 years right and how the absence of The institution of black media, black owned, black controlled media. I'm not talking about BET. That don't count. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That don't count. That don't count. Mm. No, no, don't, don't, don't. And y'all should. that. Does Jet Magazine count? Jet Magazine used to. It (laughs) used to. I don't have my phone no more. Y'all can see me. Here we have the scanner. (laughs) We have the scanner here in Portland. See, so, but but the importance of having Black-owned and Black-controlled media, here, I'll give you one example, right here, I'll shoot you some bell, right, quick, right, Roland Martin unfiltered, mm-hmm. Roland Martin unfiltered, right, he's a very well-known, very well-respected, very well-seasoned um, political, public, social, mm-hmm. critic, commentary, you name it, I mean, he's got a lot of credentials that that makes him more than qualified to speak on matters like these so much more um, in a very educated and and, and authoritative kind of way. One of the points that he actually makes is, look, this is, I mean, bare bones, just like at its its core, right? This is part of the reason why we kind of sort of need to have a more robust institution otherwise known as black media mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. black owned and black controlled mm-hmm. because i was just listening to, to to him right after i was listening to joe uh, not joe rogan what's my my, my girl uh <laughs> my girl and my my dude uh 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 is uh joe oh man is it joe scarborough and 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 and, and misha uh no, is it Joe Scarborough? Is that Morning is Joe? It, morning Joe. Oh, yeah yeah, and yeah. Morning oh, yeah, Joe yeah. Joe. They're the like, two
2: that are married, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I i like them. I like waking up in the morning <laughs> and kind of listening to them because you might be having like little funny banter back and forth, man. You know, man. Hey, man, my girl, me, should be low key kind of getting on Joe, and Joe don't be like kind of like he kind trying to sidestep it, but nah, look, Joe, man, I catch some shots. basically be throwing at you. <laughs> <laughs> recognize him. we am gonna act correct joe no but you know hey if <laughs> i gotta watch out for me we, we hope he's basketball. listening we hope he is right but look yeah i gotta listen more to Misha on that show she come with the smart critical analysis right and the, the part of the point that i'm trying to drive here not to get off track but you know i was listening to them kind of talk about and recount right the slap heard around the world and there just was not a, a depth of 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 understanding. There was not a depth of contextual awareness. There was not a depth. It was very surface level and mm-hmm. shallow in terms of the commentary that they were offering.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: However, this is the impetus or the premise that those articles, right, that are saying, right, this is just something that should be talked about, right, and discussed, right, amongst Black folks and da 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 da. This is the premise that those arguments kind of spin off of mm-hmm. right? Or that, they're, that they're coming from. And it's, it's not a gimmick. There's a real substantive point that they're making. However, it just falls short of the fullness that's required in order for healing to occur, right? Mm-hmm. Or in order for healing, right? At least within the public sphere and the public conversation, right? In the public domain, it's j- that argument just falls short of mm-hmm. what's required right, in order for us to have a more fuller understanding of, one, how to process what we witnessed, two, how to talk about it in a way that's not pathological, that does not pathologize Will, mm-hmm. Chris, or Jada, but in a way that instead of trying to, like, say, for example, right, like like what I witnessed was them, you know, doing more of the conversation of calling Will out. Yeah, right? they, they, they read the receipts, Mm-hmm. So he lost this particular production, he lost this production, and he also lost this one on Netflix, right? He yeah. ran down mm-hmm. the receipts talking about all the things that he lost and how it's going to cost them. But guess what? Not near one of them actually tried to call Will, Jada, or Chris or how they were feeling mm-hmm. into the conversation,
0: mm-hmm. which is
3: part of the point that I think we need to really kind of get at is how do we shift this conversation away from it being about praise and blame, away from being a conversation about team Will or team Chris, right? I mean, I can understand Mm -hmm. the arguments on both sides, Tony uh, Tony Rock, right, got up on stage and kind of, you know, read the riot act to Will and all of them, right? Mm -hmm. He's he's got some points, right? This is his brother, Mm -hmm. right? Again, we can understand the conversation, uh, excuse me, the- And his pain, yeah. His pain, right? the point that Jada's pain, Will's pain, we can understand all of that and it can all too exist, right, in the same conversation if we're willing to actually call them in as opposed to trying to call them out and divide Mm
0: -hmm. people
3: along these these ridiculous and and quite rudimentary uh, 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 teams, Mm -hmm. right? Like they they ain't Pepsi and Coke, right? (laughs) Okay? It's not Team
1: Rock and Team Will. Yeah. Now... Because I, I, you know, as you were sparking, you know, a spark lit in my head as you were talking, uh, you know, about bringing bringing them in. And this is where I'm like, I think that is where, you know, again, that that would be something that would be like private, that if you're going to bring somebody in to talk about, you know, some pain or whatever, that shouldn't be for public space. Because again, if you, cause it's, it's the same thing. If you bring it out in public spaces, you, you know, how do we, well, but I guess you're talking about um, you're more talking about the way that we talk about the situation, commentary, the, the commentary, commentary. about yep. how to bring it in.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, when, okay. So then when I, when we're looking at how to bring it in, I mean, we have to go through the whole grieving process too. Cause what, what we saw was, shock. And we saw privilege, because as we know, George Floyd is dead, you know, and he had counterfeit potentially, who knows, because that hasn't been $20 bill. He didn't assault anybody. He didn't, you know, so we also saw privilege there. Um, And, you know, I think there's privilege also in being male that I saw because I'm like with domestic violence victims, you know, they don't ask you, Hey, do you want to press charges?
2: Well, oh, you're just, it's,
1: it's the law you, you de- that's, you don't. Yeah. You don't it's, a, it's the automatic arrest. Yeah. Now, yeah. whether the DA pursues charges or not, that's right. totally up to the DA, but it's an automatic arrest.
2: Yeah. There's no discretion in it. Yeah.
1: Right. And yeah. when you ask a victim, in the moment after they've been assaulted, and there's so much weighing on it, I mean, I, I could understand him saying, "No, no, no, no," I, you know, "Let's just go, let's just move on," you know, "I, I don't want to be the center of whatever potential can happen, get any blowback. Let's just let the show go forward," you know what? And to me, it's like a victim after an assault shouldn't have to be put in that position. You know, I I sure it's like a crack. You know, you see a crash, and oh, should we call the police? Do you need an ambulance? You see somebody bleeding. You ain't asking them. You need an ambulance. You on nine one one? We need an ambulance right away. But in this space, at the Oscars, where this has not happened before that I that I'm aware of, it was something that they didn't know how to deal with, and they went. To, oh my God, or at least I felt like, oh my gosh, we got these, this big star, this mega star and, and how are we going to make sure that the PR looks good, you know, that, that machine, the Hollywood machine to make it okay, as best as they possibly could to keep the show going. Yeah, I think it's, I
2: think it goes back to kind of what you were saying, Damon, around um, who who and how they commentate on this right and i would say that the 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 white media commentates and focuses on this is they they're they're meant to entertain us right so like you were saying oh we'll lost this and this and this and this right the 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 bigger conversation of calling in what is this representation of historical trauma in the black community right no it's about even at the show right like we talked about this last week, how this is the most precisely organized production next. I mean, any award show, whether it's the Grammys, whether it's the Oscars, whether, you know, these award shows are precisely organized, right? They could have easily cut to commercial and just say, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Right. We'll we'll have to cut an award. They do it all the time. Right. Someone goes over a speech. So now they got to cut the end of the show off here, you know, and just that and the other. The fact that the producers who let's probably imagine are probably mainly white, right? White Hollywood, right? Um, Who just kind of allowed that to go on and how for me, it's just exemplifying how people of color are just in particular, black people have historically been meant to you're there to entertain us. You're not there to have feelings, not there to have emotion, not there to process your emotion. Uh, you know, cr- yes, th- those things happen where somebody went not talk to Chris. I mean, I also, we talked about this last week. I-, I think the fact that they just didn't ask Will to, you know what, you're just gonna have to wait outside. Yeah, I know you're nominated. <laughs> Sorry, but you know, I-, I am truly, I don't think that the police needed to be involved. This That's just my opinion. Um, but to the fact that he got to stay, um, I think says something because again, you're there to. He's there to entertain us, right? Um, you're you're meant to pay our bills and entertain us. So,
1: and I heard that they did ask Will to leave, but well, I
2: heard that they did, but then maybe that's not actually
1: true. That that was. I could see what this is probably what they did. Hey, if you're upset, you know, you're more than welcome to exit. Will you know, take a breather, leave, and he's just probably like, no, 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 it's okay. I I mean, that's how I feel like. That would yeah. have gone down because I know that because ain't nobody going to go up there and say, sir, you got to leave. Like if it was right. us, that that would have been, sir, you better leave right. or tackled, yeah. you know, and kicked out, you know. But because he is, you know, the big megastar, I think it was one of those It they didn't know what to do. And I believe they just went up there and said, if you guys feel like you guys need to leave, we'll escort you out. And he's like, no, no, that's OK. And that would constitute them saying he refused to leave. Right. Yeah. They
2: they came out first, made it sound like they told him what? to leave and he refused to leave. But then yeah. it came out that that wasn't actually the, the situation. So, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. They probably gave more of the option. Would you like to leave? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's really what I think, you know, uh, when you speak about privilege. Right. I mean, I think those are some of the ways in which that it shows up. Right. Um, but. <clears throat> Or well, in addition to that, right? So we have, we have privilege, right? That's highly present. Got the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not as much concerned with the issue, the one because remember, right? There's a traffic jam of issues, yeah, and we ain't getting nowhere, right, with that traffic jam, right? However, right, the one issue that I'm not so much concerned with is the praise or blame, right? The morality of this issue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, 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 I don't think that gets us anywhere. We can run down the list of facts, and see. OK, yeah. Should he have done it? Should he have not done it? Yeah. No, he shouldn't well, have done it. Well, it's so
1: varying because you have people <laughs> with different uh, ethics, different morals that are speaking, hey, he was protecting his, you know, his wife. He did the right thing, protecting his wife. And then
2: you have see, other so people. That- Oh, go ahead. I think, I
3: think that I think that actually gets us to a different issue. That's not that's not a part of that moral issue of whether he should or should not have done it. That's a justification or a reason that people actually give, right? But that's not at the core of the issue itself. See, what's at the core of the moral issue about whether or not he should have done it is really an issue that just quite that issue could quite simply be solved or addressed by the law. Mm-hmm. Commonly, right? We and on a wide scale, social level, right? Agree in the state of California that assault is 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 wrong, especially in public places, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so we understand that that that's not right, and I know Will knows that that's not right. Right. We're done with that issue. Whether or not he should have done it, eh, eh, mm-hmm. kind of a moot point, right? Yeah. He knows that we. He knows that he shouldn't have done it. Chris Rock knows that he shouldn't have done it. Chris Rock could have pressed the legal could could have could have pressed the legal hammer down on him, but he didn't. Why? Because for whatever the reason is, they must be trying to figure out some sort of kind of alternative rationale, some kind of me, some alternative way to get redress. I'll still, I'm, I'm still, I'm waiting for the next episode on that one like this <laughs> right there. So we can put a pin in that. Right, I'm right. I'm waiting for the lawsuit However, to come out. <laughs> yeah. from, I mean, well, we talked she, about
2: this last week. Like, you know, uh, two hundred million easy. Three, three, I, uh, uh, Will is worth like three hundred and fifty million dollars, right? Chris is a little bit is quite a bit less. I right? think you said sixty, 60 or something. Million. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, it, it, this is just speculation, but I'm that's what I'm waiting for is the lawsuit piece, right?
3: I'm curious about the lawsuit piece because you know what? Because I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh... <sighs> the other issue that I'm more interested <laughs> in, right, is. <laughs> is the healing component of this, right? And what that could possibly look like. The reason why I say I'm more interested in that, right? And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of curious about the lawsuit and things that I'm, I'm not sure, is because of the healing component. Not to dismiss the lawsuit or its mm-hmm. potentiality, right? I mean, that's easy, right? That's available, mm-hmm. right? We can already kind of Go to the statutes, right? Get mm-hmm. to the law. Okay, so how much- Well, and you can work? go
2: to in terms of the, where they're, you know, again, the privilege of where they are, they have people saying, exactly. fuck the police, we're gonna fucking file a lawsuit. Police a don't lawsuit. give a right. shit, right? Right, like, right? right, right, right,
3: right, right, you, right.
2: You're gonna get paid, Chris, don't worry yes. about it. You're gonna get paid. Yeah,
3: yeah, you know? easily, right? Whether that's However, Chris,
2: you know, narrative or the people, his handlers around him saying, don't worry about it, you're gonna get paid
3: for sure. Yeah. However, I'm curious again at the momentary pause. It's the pauses that got me the most interested throughout this entire ordeal. Why did Chris pause on bringing charges to Will? I'm curious about that. Oh, do you think if it I'm, was, do you, do you believe it was
1: more like, because I want to be open with the dialogue?
3: Possibly. Possibly. I do think that there was actual that there's that part of the reason why Chris actually hit the pause button, at least on um, bringing charges, right, is to hold space for a dialogue and a reconciliation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the healing component. That's the healing Mm -hmm. component I'm talking about here. Right. So how does this play out like in in in? Well, maybe we're gonna go into Professor Land right quick. Oh yeah, know, but <laughs> <laughs> let's go down. Let's go. We'll, let's take it. We'll, a, we'll let's see. Let's take the exit yeah, to Professor go. Land. <laughs> so, right, Chris does whatever he does on, right, you know, in terms of like his lawsuit, right? Let's say that he has, he slaps him with just you know some sort of kind of lawsuit. It's tantamount out to a fine, right? Yeah. Okay. He does that. Anybody else notice how Chris Rock sales, how they've been reporting that his sales for his comedy shows are skyrocketed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got space and room. Now, mind you, mind you, he's already commented on this. Mm-hmm. He's already said, I'm still processing this myself again, right? Let's pay very close attention to the pause, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm curious about the pause. Why the pause? Mm-hmm. He's still processing. One, is he gonna immediately try to capitalize off of that moment in his comedy shows based on what he said right just on the, according to his latest comments no not really because he's still processing it right mm-hmm. so he's not necessarily trying to capitalize off of it although his ticket sales have shot up through the roof yeah. right and they're going to continue shoot, yep. to shoot up through his roof because everybody's going to go to see yo is gonna he going to talk about it today what is chris going to say yep. he's going to talk yep. about it today right mm-hmm. okay so diddy also too said right in the during like right after the commercial break Y'all don't worry about this, right? We gonna handle it like family in the back, right? Whatever it was that mm-hmm. people yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Again, I get the impetus, right? Because mm-hmm. there's the need, the want, as well as the reality of showing a united front in the public space yeah. and sphere. This is why we saw mm-hmm. Tyler. Well, we see images, right, of Tyler Perry and Denzel yeah. going up to Will, right, praying for him. As Denzel said, right, that's exactly what we did. We went up there, mm-hmm. we prayed for him because we recognized it was a need, mm-hmm. right. There, of course, are all types of conversations that happen behind closed doors, right? Where issues and quote unquote beef, even things that aren't quite as tough as beef, they might actually be, I don't know, like chicken between like two <laughs> individuals, right? It's not yeah. quite like yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah, All that stuff there gets kind of like, you know, resolved, right, yeah. behind closed doors. And we never hear about the resolution, right? In at least in the public eye,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: but, This is why I'm curious about the pauses, right? And the breaks or the disruptions. Because maybe perhaps Chris Rock is leaving the door open for reconciliation. Maybe perhaps he's leaving the door open, right? For somebody who, I don't know whether or not they're friends, right? But at the very least, they're colleagues, Mm -hmm. right? right? Colleagues in Hollywood. Maybe he's, and not only that, but they also share they also have in common, right? A shared experience of being black in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is light years different from everyone else's mm-hmm. experience in Hollywood, right? right? So they're a part of a very small, unique club, right? <laughs> like they fly private jets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. I've yeah. rode like a Cessna. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like I ain't never gone on a private jet before. I've I've been but,
1: first class twice. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, me, you, know, you know what? That's that's one more I'm than me once. <laughs> what's not, what's, <laughs> that's one and that was during the pandemic well, when, technically, the, when the prices were like regular coach prices. Technically, maybe right. it's once
2: though, because I rode coach going and first class back and then one other trip first class going and coach back. So maybe it's one actually. Got out one
3: it one balances out. I got one and a half. I got one and a half. I <laughs> got a one full round half. trip. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But see, but that's the interesting thing for me is the momentary pauses, right? Why is Chris kind of hanging tight, right? Is he opening up, I think in that space, in that pause, right? In contrast to the, to the, to the to the initial pause, right—the initial cut that we, that where we didn't see what that look was between Jada and Will, right before Will went up and smacking, right. In contrast, mm-hmm. this pause, right, this momentary disruption, right here, present presents us with the opportunity for healing. Mm-hmm. This is why, and in a very interesting kind of way, I think, kind of in the in the in the spirit and the vein of one bukari Kitwana, right, who's the author of of an amazing book, right, called uh, The Hip Hop Generation. Um, This is why I think, right, hip hop will save us. Hmm. Again, y'all coming into Professor Land just for a quick second, right? Come on, let's go. I love Professor Land. Teach,
2: teach. I love
1: Professor Land.
3: (laughs) See, as most things in the hip-hop, right, it all started with Biggie and Pac. <laughs> A lot of origin yeah, started yeah. with Biggie and Pac. There we go.
1: Now, now I'm seeing where you're going. I'm seeing well, where you're going.
3: The, the one thing that both Biggie and Pac, right, that the world never had, the entire world never had at the end of Biggie and Pac's the so-called quote-unquote East Coast, West Coast beef, mm-hmm. right? That's not Biggie and Pox thing, right? Biggie and Pox thing, was much smaller, it was personal, it was intimate, right? But the media ended up actually kind of making it into a story, i.e., hint, hint, right? Kind of sort of the reason why it's important to have black institutions, a uh, black media institution yeah. established, right? Because, right, when yeah. you actually have a white-dominant media uh, frenzy, surrounding a particular black issue or an issue that occurs right either behind closed doors or in the public right the way that it gets spent the way that the narrative actually gets controlled is definitely not in those guys favor and right. we see the tragic end of that with biggie and tupac's deaths right yeah. and deaths and murders yeah. right in yeah a certain kind of way so what do we see there at the end 96 97 big and pop Never have a chance to piece it up, and Pac had plans to piece it up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, if yeah. Anybody in LA right now? We actually have on downtown LA Live. There's a Tupac exhibit. It's a really, really, really dope and very fascinating uh, exhibit on 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 that that holds all of Tupac's writings from mm. his notebooks mm. to to. Uh, I mean, like like wow. hundreds of notebooks almost dozens of notebooks maybe not hundreds wow. dozens of notebooks a lot of his it, it, catalog, it catalogs the time of his early childhood where he spent not only in Marin County but also too in Baltimore right on the east coast before he actually traveled to Marin and, and, and you take this really amazing journey this amazing tour right back down Tupac's life and you get to see all of the things that he wrote and the ideas he had mm-hmm. behind the scenes that never showed yeah. up in the music yeah. or at least showed up in the music sporadically what we didn't get at the end of their at, at the end of those tragedies was a reconciliation yeah Fast forward of, of five years or so down the line, right after ninety-seven, right Not, maybe six years, right two thousand two, two thousand three, we get right Biggie and I'm, excuse me, sorry, mm-hmm. Jay Z and Nas, right? Mm-hmm. They go, they two monstrous MCs, two pillars, right within the hip hop culture and the black community, right, especially within a pop cultural community at that time there's some very, very ugly words that are said between the two of them, right? And there's a Mm -hmm. battle that happens that's kept on wax. And then, right, we don't hear anything for a little while. Jay-Z retires. And then, right, he ends up coming back with a concert that was called and named I Declare War. Mm. Now, the big marketing scheme behind this particular um, concert was Yo, Jay is coming back. He's wearing a four or five. He considers himself in a lot of his rhymes, right? To have a lot of parallels between himself and Jordan, right? I am Mm -hmm. the Mike Jordan of rap, right? So Michael Jordan came back. He didn't come back with the 23, he came right. back with the 45, right? So mm-hmm. Jay is coming back with the four or five, right? He's coming back to declare war on everybody who's been talking about him, everybody who's been talking mess ever since he retired, even before, and he's gonna let him have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z's last day at that concert, right? The penultimate, right? Like kind of kind of kind of act that he does. The person who he had the deepest, most funkiest, most dirtiest, most gritty gruddy, grimy beef with Nas, he brings them out on stage, not to declare war, but to declare peace mm-hmm. and reconciliation. And from there, they make songs together. He actually signs Nas to a joint venture since he was the president of Def Jam at that time, where they give Nas another album, right? It also too gives Nas in a certain kind of way, a new lease in pop cultural life, right? But Nas Mm -hmm. was already kind of doing well and still like intact in and of himself before he even arrived at the point. But it just kind of helps to accelerate Nas's, it helps to submit, sorry, not accelerate, but helps to submit Nas's status as a legend and a phenom in hip hop culture. From that moment right there, we see an entire litany of reconciliations Mm. occurring within the hip hop culture Mm -hmm. and community from, um, um uh, from Jeezy and, and Gucci Mane, right? Off of mm-hmm. uh, verses, right? Uh, from Drake and Meek Mill, Drake and, and Chris Brown, right? I mean, like, you know, we can kind of go on and on and on to see in the highlight how reconciliation, just from that one moment, right? And from the tragic loss mm-hmm. of Biggie and Tupac's life where they mm-hmm. never were able to achieve reconciliation, right? How a momentary pause, actually allowed for reconciliation to occur within not only the hip hop culture and community, but also too, between different camps, different people who were actually very mm-hmm. antagonistic towards each other. So I'm saying all of that to say, all right, bringing it back to Chris Rock and Will Smith, both of whom, right, would would, would be considered as members of, of, of part of that hip hop generation, sure. especially right with Will, right, mm-hmm. and Chris Rock, mm-hmm. both of them being pillars within the culture mm-hmm. and the community, talking about hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. That pause, that momentary just no, I don't want to press charges on him right quick. It's it's privilege all up in that. Mm-hmm. It's privilege all up in that. However, mm-hmm. privilege don't only work one way, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't only operate unilaterally. In this particular moment, what I think we might have the possibility of witnessing is a reconciliation that may need to occur both in private and in public let me get it back to the point let me let me actually just kind of retrieve the last point Mm -hmm. retrieve one thing that i said earlier about the importance of black owned black controlled media right where do they go to tell that tale what do they go to tell that story of reconciliation (laughs) they're gonna go to oprah absolutely not not (laughs) oprah who do you think they're gonna go to will and jada's red table oh you think that's gonna happen there no, I think that's the path to reconciliation. I think that's the path to reconciliation as well as maintaining the control over their own narrative in such a way that allows for the healing to take place in a way that's full. And I would, here's the thing that I, you know. Uh,
1: <laughs> Good, show it, Sh- show, yeah. your, show your, show Here's the thing that I, yeah. Here's the thing that I would say, like, I, I, I would, I'm shocked red table. I'm shocked red table because like you said, there's her pain, right. And what conversations behind closed doors around pain and so much of their private life has been discussed there at the red table, including her alopecia you know, including all of these things, including the a video of I don't care what people say. I love my bald head. Right. All of these things we have to take at her word that you are a strong woman. You don't care about what people say. We have to take you at your word. Right. Because I, I can't mind read you. And let's just say because they say we'll or Chris Rock didn't know about her alopecia but let's just say he did and he saw the video. Okay. It does a bugger, right? That's, you know, to me, I'm, I, I, and I don't know Jada, I don't know, nothing beyond what is presented there at the red table. And I don't know Chris Rock either, but what he's presented now, here's, here's what I know that Chris Rock has said a lot of trauma history you know, being extremely bullied, that he goes to therapy, counseling, at least seven hours a week, that he's been doing that. And they asked him, wow, isn't that a lot? And he made the connection that you wouldn't be asking, uh, the rock if, you know, how, how, why he's in the gym more than seven hours a week, right? So to me, it's like, here's this guy who is really trying to flesh out himself and really work on himself, but he's doing it, the privacy with his therapist. Here you have the red table where I feel like they're doing their therapy, whatever, and then they're coming and then they're trying to be therapists, you know, and trying to And I say this, you know, this Zen guru-y whatever, like, like now they're, and again, it's just, it's just this feeling that I get. It's like, now you're the therapist, you know, you're the one discussing how you're getting over whatever issues and what other people need to do. But to me, I felt like you are putting your private business out there for everybody to tear apart. And then you get uh, offended because people are tearing your private business apart. And so it's like, you know, you giving them the bat to hit you with. and, And you got feelings about that. And you're offended by that. And what happens now, and supposedly you all are all Zen and healing and all that other kind of stuff. It reaches a boiling point to where now your partner assaults another colleague over a joke. And then the next day, you pop off with the tweet about it's a year of healing and I'm know, here and I'm here for it. You know, yeah. to me, I was like that, <laughs> how insensitive that that's what you would tweet. When Chris hasn't made a, a statement, like, how about what your, position? I was extremely hurt. I was offended. I know what, happened and then you didn't even take responsibility for what you didn't do because there's another video i don't know if you've seen the behind the video or behind the scenes somebody had a, a cell phone video of when uh chris or when the after the slap was done he's coming back she's sitting there like nothing ever happened she never looks at will and then when Chris makes the comment about, you know, I just got the shit slapped out of me, she laughs, you know, she laughs at it and never once as even as Chris is or as uh, Will is using his profanity, keep, she's staring directly at Chris Rock as if to say, you don't ever get to do that to me again you know that whatever her pain or her mm-hmm. sorrow or whatever it is with little disregard to we just screwed up you now now his his accomplishments of the night have now been tarnished and and you're not thinking about that you didn't come out the next day to say we screwed up And I say we because you part of that team. You and him are part of that team. We screwed up. We shouldn't have behaved in such a manner. We we should have walked out. We should have left. We're hoping that Chris, you know, that we can have a private dialogue with Chris and come out with joint statements. You know, something to the you know to at least say. I'm not pretending to be all Zenny and telling you all and all of my business. And this is how we healed. And we have this open relationship, you know, like everything is all good. And that's what I kind of feel like is like you throwing that out there. Like it's time to heal. You were part of, yeah, part of a offensive behavior. And, and now you just throw, Oh, it's time for healing. The next day. You didn't even ask the victim. Hey, are you okay? But let's go healing. Let, let's move it along to heal. I just, I mean, I I, I just don't even know how to, yeah. I, I, I'm i just like so shook with that piece of it. Like, and, and I guess what, when I look at it, I look at, you know, looking at accountability first. Like you have to really take accountability for your behavior and give the victim space and room as you said for him to process what happened you know for him to f- catch his breath because the the media storm the minute that slap happened the media storm went and you I felt like you were just trying to get ahead of whatever your PR team was telling you to get ahead of put in a statement out there say we're here for healing instead of thinking about chris rock and his position and all of this i i I don't know i'm just full of judgments that's all
2: (laughs) well i think that um i think that they're well i mean i said this last week there's no doubt that all of them will make some money off of this oh right chris rock's making money now right will may have lost some money on this but at the end of the day they will all make a lot of money off of this right um a lot of ma- maybe a lot of money at the red table maybe a lot of money interviewed with oprah or some other person because that will happen it will happen it will happen there will be some public healing process you know therapy session some public therapy session will happen um because the, at the end of the day they, they i mean this is to me this I, is this is my judgment right at the end of the day these are multimillionaires that know who pays their bills right Right. and how to get
1: their bills paid right at the end of the day i'm sure they're probably getting offers right now to talk
2: oh i'm 100
1: exclusive interview
2: oh 100 there are people fighting over getting that either interview with uh, with chris the interview with jada and will or the interview with all three of them together right
1: yeah
2: um i think this piece about chris pausing like you're saying damon is i think that is valuable right i think that's that that holds merit of um not rushing to a decision taking his time opening a space for healing because i think 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 he's also talking to his his therapist right yeah he's talking to his therapist he's talking to his managers he's talking to his lawyers they're talking to him um but i like how you draw that kind of parallel the biggie tupac thing and how within the black community when things like this happen there is a healing there is a Public healing that 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 is needed. Yeah, and this sure. might be the thing that gets that. And at the end of the day,
1: it won't be for free. They're not going to do it for free. I you know, think this will be. Millionaires, millionaires yeah, and, and I, and, I think with you know, Will and Smith, that public reconciliation is going to be what, you know, what moves it even out of the black community. That, you know, you can have these two men have reconciliation and the ripple effects into the wider uh you know mainstream could be much more powerful considering this tidal wave of trump you know and yeah the hate, absolutely and like the- it
2: could be it could be a, a thing to show you know the, the 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 benefit of um you know healing and um restorative justice right yeah you know Go, instead of calling the police, it's like, what does restorative justice really look like? How is the victim made whole? In what ways? So, I I think it's it's needed, and I like you said, Damon, it it definitely has to be done with the narrative of the black media. It's not it's not the white media's
3: narrative to to do. Well, if if for no other reason, <clears throat> you know, it it's really because of the reason why I say that is because. Can any of y'all ever tell me like, can we think about a time in which two celebrities have had a public issue or beef and their reconciliation has been publicized? Where the
1: beef was a public beat? Like we saw it's it like most, how it
3: was yeah, like yeah. this? Yes, yeah, yeah. So like, so where they had like, like a public beef, right? A public discrepancy, right? Whatever the discrepancy was, it was made public. Yeah. Not that we witnessed it, but that their their beef whenever it occurred was made public. And that the reconciliation was also too uh, demonstrated in the public as well. I, I can't think of anything.
1: Well, I'm trying to think of, you know, of any kind of assaulty, salty, you know, kind of behavior of, a, you know, something that you insulted somebody or a hit or whatever in, in
3: public. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like right now, the first thing that kind of sort of comes up to my mind, right, is um, <clears throat> like the assault on the Capitol, right, like in gen- on January sixth, and like we're still clamoring and waiting for a a public reconciliation in the form of a trial in mm-hmm. order for that to actually even kind of be brought to the to the forefront, right? I, like, I, yes,
1: I, 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 I'm looking for not even restitution with these ones that are
3: yeah that at have been local prosecuted. Level, they, yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah okay go go with that let's go with that thought
0: i i can't think
3: of i can't think of a moment in pop cultural history where reconciliation reunion not two people getting i'm not talking about jennifer and 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 and, uh ben affleck I'm not talking uh, the about, Beatles, together. Talking about,
1: talking about like the Beatles. I ain't talking about that. You're talking about like the
0: Beatles when they broke up. <laughs> <or whatever laughs> Yoko, the Yo-ko seeds, and the Beatles. Yoko, yeah, <laughs> Yoko being and the Beatles beef
3: for Yoko? <laughs> New edition. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bobby Brown. It's not, it's, 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 not even, it's not even those type of reconciliations. Yeah. Right? Because those are like, you know, kind of the natural growing pains, right, of music groups and things like that. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about, I'm talking about like actual beef, right, right? like issues. Yeah, where the right. reconciliation has been made public. Nas and Jay-Z, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Drake and McNeil, <laughs> Chris Brown and, and Drake too, right? Yeah, like the only the the only places I can think of where we have seen that is in hip hop. To your point, mm-hmm. um, I think that I think you're absolutely right, Sylvia, that this can actually be a moment in which. That red table talk, right, where they invite. I
1: cringe when you say the red table. I (laughs) got cringe. I'm like, but I know that's going to happen. I know that's where they're going to talk about it.
3: I hope that it actually happens because it's the one space that stands as a counter narrative space to the dominant corporate media that they only control. Mm-hmm. But do you that's think? That's and that's true. the scary
1: part to me, that's though, true. is you. It's like saying, uh, "Epstein, please, uh, let's go to your island and let's
3: talk about the charges against you." Well, I wouldn't necessarily compare Will Smith to Epstein. Now, yeah. I'm
1: just saying. My, my point is something, you know, that it's in his, it's in his space, it's his island, and he has control of the narrative. So you feel oh, like sorry, it should happen, me. but we, it needs to be a uh, very neutral, neutral you territory. know. So say, say like a, on the Roland show, it I
3: could, could see it very, well uh,
1: could. very neutral. That's why I cringe it when we well say, uh, you know, well on the red table because they have control of the narrative.
3: It, it very well could. However, the reason why I say, right, the red table is because yeah. we already established that Chris is just biding his time before he brings oh. that into his act. Oh, yeah. Right. So so we understand that they both got equal footing mm-hmm. or at least the equal opportunity to make some profit off of yes. it. this on their own platforms. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Red table is Will and Jada's. Chris Rock's comedy show is his. So yeah. the, that's the reason why I keep saying Well, that and
1: here's the thing is. is, you know, even though his... Price prices skyrocketed he still he he's being heckled he's being heckled by you know by people uh about the slap and and total you know total embarrassment so it's like
2: well he's being heckled on that and he's still being heckled about making the joke just in general right there's a whole a, a whole another alopecia people group that that believe that he should have never made the
3: joke possibly Mm -hmm. that does not surprise me but but that also too is an example right of the effects of the division that i was talking about that's Mm -hmm. being driven by the dominant media narrative Mm -hmm. about these two individuals so we already we can't even begin to think about Mm -hmm. the neutral space being in corporate media right yeah Mm -hmm. i don't you know what it could possibly happen however that to me if I'm reading the situation right, yeah. now, I'm like, you know, that's not the situation. Or oh, oh, what's um, here.
1: what's that one lady that was started off with Oprah? That was, a, yeah, she started with,
3: with yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. retire. She's out of here. She oh, retire. she retired. She look, She'll come, come back sorry, for a special.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, she might come back. She, <laughs> might come <laughs> back. She, she might, might. <laughs> come back. She might that. She might come back. Her and Oprah reconciled, right? Her her and Oprah reconciled. That was a beef. That, yeah, that, they had a Monique, beef. they did have a beef. Yeah. Monique and Daniels. Monique and Lee Daniels.
3: Monique yeah. and Lee Daniels, right? Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, all of these things happen behind closed doors, right? Not so, I mean, they 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 circulate, right? Like within the hip-hop community, right? And especially like across the black community as 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 you know, major events. However, on um, in the public,
1: did anybody hear about Lee Daniels and Monique reconciling?
3: Uh I, don't I don't did. I saw. Network. yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I saw it on uh TikTok because I was watching no, and I TikTok. saw, yeah, I saw it on TikTok. They had, you know, where they, they, and I had to double take. I was like, oh, am I seeing this correct? <laughs> right. Is she hugging him right now? Now, is this yes. from way back when? And no, they were talking no. about the situation and this was, and I was like, okay. That was like last week. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, Good for her, good for her. And now, and again, here I get this on my my spin of Oprah too, acting like she's guruy, and yet she can't have a conversation with Monique about Monique's position as well. Because I also feel like, you know, Monique has a point. Oprah, you get paid. Why can't I get paid?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think the people sided with Monique on that one. <laughs> yeah, but at first, kind of like calling Kaepernick, they disparaged her. Absolutely. You know, they disparaged yeah. her, and she held firm, and she continued to hold firm. And Lee Daniels finally was like, "Yeah, you're right." But yet, Oprah and Perry,
3: nothing, squeak, yeah. squeak, squeak, squeak. You know, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. See, but this is the reason why I say, right, like, you know, this has to occur on the open table. It's an equal platform where they can both share, right, the profits, the, the, the value, yeah. mm-hmm. the, 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 the fruit. Excuse me, let me say this differently. They can both share the shade from the seeds that their reunion would actually plant, right? They don't yeah. necessarily be able to actually sit under it but yeah. they can at least share the shade, right? From the, yeah. the seeds of their reunion. Mm-hmm. And what they would, what that would allow them to do is to demonstrate on a wide scale social level, just like you said, Sylvia, mm-hmm. this is definitely something that could be brought even beyond the black community into the global public sphere, mm-hmm. right? As yeah. a demonstration or a model of what reconciliation can look like at a time in a post-Trump US, right? At a time of a post-Trump global mm-hmm. uh, really Really, across the global stage, right? Yeah. I mean, if we think about what's happening in the background, right? Russia, mm-hmm. Ukraine, right? This is something that the world, right, might actually need. For, that's why I'm saying I'm like I'm not even so much concerned but, about whether or not as, it's right or wrong,
1: but uh, right. And then again, the I get needs. I get to this. Let's say Chris Rock don't want to do it. What is the pressure yeah. Yeah. on him? the world, you know what I'm saying? The world pressure, mm-hmm. the Black community pressure, mm-hmm. you know, that where we put all um, this weight and responsibility where maybe he's just like, I don't even want to do, like, I, I don't want to deal with this.
3: He, I don't he, care. He's with. not obligated. He's not right. obligated to do that at all. I'm just saying, this is what could come from their unit. Right. Really, at the very least, nobody needs to, this is why I said the reconciliation needs to happen twice, right? right? Once private, the other public, mm-hmm. right? That, this And this is part of the reason why I said I'm so interested in the pauses, because he has to take time to process what happened, what this means, and where he goes from here for himself, by himself, near himself, which would afford him a much much wider landscape right? through which he can actually now engage with Will and Jada if he so chooses. However, the weight of the world should not be on his shoulders the 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 value of reconciliation and forgiveness should definitely be for him as yeah. part of his own healing journey you see yeah. what i'm saying yeah. i'm just i'm, I'm just reading the yes. situation and saying, mm-hmm. you know this is something that could stand right as it would right could be thought.
0: yes
1: and it could be very powerful very powerful um and i'm trying to put myself in chris's shoes Cause I know he's probably doing all kinds of breathing and all kinds of meditation and all kinds of, you know, yeah. keeping himself in a space that's like uh, not going to that <laughs> danger zone. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, because, you know, I think about it and I'm like, if that had happened to me and uh, DL Hughley brought up a, a good point, he goes, you all have to realize Chris Rock is almost 60 years old. It's true. He
3: look good, what? No, damn near sixty. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know he don't, but he's almost sixty, and Will I think is fifty something. Mm-hmm. We saw a, a almost sixty year old man get slapped in, in on TV, mm-hmm. and 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 nobody went to him. And I don't know if nobody went to him, but we didn't see. We didn't. It
2: wasn't that wasn't, we didn't see Tyler was, Perry going over it. there. We didn't right. hear about. We said this last. We didn't hear about the elders in the black community going to Chris and saying, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know.
3: Yeah. But but best believe that there were. Yeah. I, I would. But hope It's interesting. So. We, didn't in it, it. Right? Yeah. we didn't hear about it, right? Yeah. I would hope it. so.
1: <laughs> I mean, I heard I everything would think about hope...
2: Denzel and Tyler Perry. Coming over and then. Bradley maybe maybe
1: Cooper, and, yeah. you know, and uh, Haddish, what do you think about Haddish's comments? That, that to me, what, is it, that, what, what does she say? Oh, she goes, uh, discipline had to be had, or something like that. To the comment to say, hey, Will had to execute some discipline. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know what? <laughs> girl, no wonder you single, no wonder you're single <laughs> and trying to find somebody that to uh, you know to be with
3: man Cause... you know what go ahead now you know i can understand i think where 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 that where that comments or where comments like that are the sentiment at the very least i don't understand necessarily like what what the context of the question was that she was asked but i can understand where the sentiment um, might possibly come from right because part of what we also to witness here and here's the irony right <clears throat> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna kind of uh take a critical stance right on Chris Rock's joke um as well as not only the fact that it wasn't really funny but um it wasn't funny uh, okay look we're gonna get into it in just a quick second yeah hey yo check this out that thing was not funny not it funny It really wasn't here's no why. was it insulting oh.
1: Well, I, I didn't know. find so it as a thing. It's only insulting if you knew she had alopecia.
3: Absolutely, and so, but
1: not insulting. And I'm saying this not insulting because when he said it, when I heard him say it, I was like, "Yeah, she she would make a badass GI Jane." that was my first. Like. That was my first thought. And then when the might. slap came, I was like, "What the
3: hell?" So this is what I understand. Like, this is why I understand the sentiment of where it comes from, because here's the reason why that joke wasn't funny at all. Like, at least for me, I'm like, damn, yeah, I'm like, that was a whack joke. I'm like, Chris, you really could have came better. <laughs> yeah. Off top, he's comparing a black woman who's bald-headed to a white woman who chose to be bald-headed for a movie role. Mm-hmm. Her real life is that she's actually bald, mm-hmm. is, is that she, she had to go bald because of her medical condition. Now, that yes. aside, he's, at, he's off top, he's comparing a a black woman to another white woman right yeah well let's go let's go even
1: further with that because I'm like she has all the resources in the world all the resources in the world to buy wigs to to cover up her alopecia right and this is serious to cover up but she chose to sport her head her bald head and it's and, and I told this, I don't know if I told this yeah. to Tori, but I was like, and she's beautiful with no hair. She's beautiful with hair. She's beautiful with no hair. Like she has it all. <laughs> if Alopecia is the only thing that he has wrong with her, uh, everything else she's got going for her. But the fact that, you know, the, the, and again, I get to that, part where I'm like, and you so zenny, like you portraying old, the, the fact that that's the only thing that is, I don't want to say it's not, there's nothing wrong with her because her hair is going to grow back. It is growing back. But I feel like it's like, you chose to go bald, you chose to go bald to the Oscars, you made that video You 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 said all of these great things to tell people with alopecia, don't worry about it, girlfriend, rock whatever your look is, right? And I get when you say, you know, comparing to a white G. I jane. I that that one flew over me. I wasn't thinking white G I Jane till you brought it. I'm like, okay. But it was more so the, you know, when I watched G.I. Jane. It was more about the strength of that woman, you know, of G.I.J., Demi Moore's role, the strength to endure a misogynistic uh, environment and and to endure and to make it because she at the end of the movie, she became a
3: white
1: woman. well, Well, back then, that's all we had. White women. You know? nah, Jada was popping back then with the short hair. When when G.I. Jane came out? Yeah. She what G.I. was she popping? What was she popping?
3: 93.
1: She barely got her little role uh
3: in the, the different world. G. I jane, nah, like, jane came out before before in like in like 90, 93, 94, something like that, right? G. So I think like maybe yeah, ninety seven. G. I. Jane <laughs> came ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven, yeah. And different, different. Jada been rocking the short hair since even before that. It just, it was slicked down. It wasn't, it wasn't bald. Oh, it wasn't bald like hers. It wasn't bald like that, right? But Jada stayed with a very, very low cut. I mean, from, from, from Demon Knights, right? Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knights to uh, Low Down Dirty Shame to not so much set it off, right? She actually grew her hair out and like, kind of had like the braids, but point is, here's, here's the point. Yeah, right. the thing that kind of flew over your head at first, right, is the very yeah. thing. That's exactly the context out of which Tiffany's comments and Jada's reaction comes from. Here's why: Gi Jane, you broke it all down very clearly. Gi Jane represents this pillar of strength of femininity, right, and the ability to endure, right. What that what that entails, right, is an ability mm-hmm. or characteristics to endure, as well as strength, courage, right, bravery, and just uh uh and a kind, of, a kind of doggedness, right, to pursue one's goals in spite of, right? right. It's kind of like the quintessential American story, right? The rough rugged yeah. individual, except, right, she's not Teddy Roosevelt. She's Demi Moore, a white woman. And not only that, but through 1997, right, all the way through that, all the way through the Oscars being so white, you're right. That's not all that we actually had. That's all that was shown to us Mm -hmm. as being the pillar or the exemplar, right, of what strength, determination, endurance, right, right, and rugged individualism actually looks like. Folks, them forgot. Like, 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 Jada wasn't popping in like the early nineties enough for you to actually consider her role back then. I'm just saying the comparison is actually off for the joke. That's why I wasn't playing. Right. Yeah. So it's not that Demi Moore was the only one that we actually had. She was like she was a supermodel back then. You know what I'm saying? At okay. least like her beauty standards. And, like, and she and was she was an it. She was
1: an it actress of, at, at that, that time. time. Well, but and
2: the at role time, the role itself, like you're saying, she was a supermodel. She was the you know the beauty the the picture of beauty, and so to have mm-hmm. her shave her head and mm-hmm. you know portray herself that in was that, transformational. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, that was revolutionary. Yeah. However, yeah. here's the part that Chris Rock missed that so many other people in pop culture also too especially these news commentators missed continuously that actually got reframed right around the time of george floyd's death and that was Mm colorblindness see chris rock's comments were colorblind Mm -hmm. yeah he made it in front of a colorblind audience Mm -hmm. or at least an audience that generally traditionally (laughs) hashtag oscar so white Mm -hmm. presents and thinks of itself as being colorblind however Mm -hmm. That colorblind joke wasn't a joke. It was actually a bit of commentary, right? With some historical truths that often t- that oftentimes get hidden. The truth being, right? That black women oftentimes get relegated to the space of invisibility, especially in front of white folks, oftentimes by black men. Mm. There's a history mm. with that. That's unpacked, untapped and untold, especially in that public eye. Mm-hmm. So when Tiffany says, hey, yo, yeah, man, you, you got to kind of sort of get disciplined or whatever she said, I don't know yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. right? But when Jada actually looks, here we go. That look is fully conscious of that history right there. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. What's, what's so ironic is one that, this mm-hmm. is from a black man, right? Yeah. A fellow colleague, Right, arguably, right, a friend, arguably a friend. I don't know exactly what the relationship is. Right? I don't, okay. Yeah,
1: I, I'm sure. Well, I mean, saying,
0: the,
3: they, they want to say
2: because he made comments at the last that the Oscars she boycotted
3: that <laughs> she boycotted.
2: Like, there's you know yeah. history of potential, sure. maybe not. You
1: know,
0: yeah,
2: sure,
1: yeah, sure, right. And so, and, so, so, and, so, so. and if you're Zenny, you would have let that go.
3: Quite, because you know you can definitely still give people hands
0: even though they blessed and they zen. Yeah, people yeah. these hands. zen zen it doesn't mean yeah. I'm not mean i am not
3: going to
2: not going to react.
1: Um, it's not about reaction. It's about holding on to grudges. Well, so oh, you, think about how, for how sin, long?
2: Why would she hold on to something? Uh, yeah,
1: because you know yeah. that's toxic. That you know that yeah. kind of stuff is toxic. Sure, and but, and, and I got sure. a lot of stuff that I hold on. This toxic, and I'm thinking of something that you know if I were if somebody were to insult me. And I'm trying to think, like what would it be? And maybe it could be insulting my mama or something. You know, it would have to be pretty, pretty bad in order for me to, yeah. to strike.
3: Hold on to it. Yeah. And but to strike. So, so so it's not, it's not that history that she's holding yeah. on to. She ain't talking about the 2016 Oscar So White comments, right? I don't think that's what that look was about. That look was about something so much larger that went underneath the eyes after all of this EDI training that everybody's done all across corporate America, after all of this wokeness, after all of this, oh my gosh, now I understand exactly where you come from. After all of that, a Black man still gets up in front of the entire world, making this comment comparing a Black woman who is not right? Um I do you think, think part of the undercomments of his tone of, of 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 his comment was that she's 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 recognizably not on the same par, right, as Demi Moore or that, or that 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 particular character that she played, right? GI Jane. So now yeah. she's going to actually be reinstantiated. Now right, do as you think that that's
1: that that's the case, or do you because I, I just remembered that there were other commentators female commentators that were making uh jokes about will and jada's relationship throughout the night the relationship not her hair yeah but i'm just saying do you think that that was like get off of me now people do you think like I- i'm done with you all nah. looking at me spotlighting me my relationships my whatever and that could have been the
3: last straw nah nah because you know why will was laughing like, they had set themselves up to laugh, like, the whole night. Like, he started laughing initially at that joke. And maybe he might have been on autopilot and all of that stuff. But, yeah. you know, you could see that they were just, like, in clear good mood. But when it came to that joke, uh, yeah, that's the one that they did not laugh at. I mean, that, that she yeah. did not laugh at. <laughs> you know, and they yeah. laughing at all the rest of the jokes.
1: Uh, yeah, things, I don't I know. I don't is. know what their reaction was to the other jokes. I just remember them saying stuff that I'm like, oh, snap. You know, the one about the multiple partners, and I, I'm just like, oh, gee. I thought those were a hell of a lot more distasteful. I thought, because I was like, man, no respect. I mean, we we in front of everybody. You just put my business out there, too. Like, you know, there's you, a time for the red table, and there's a time for, you know,
3: celebrating, you know. That is true. That is true. And what you're talking about, Sylvia, is contextual awareness. Yeah of yeah. which Chris Rock and a joke, right? Like the comedian's not gonna exercise contextual awareness in that moment, right? Because they're looking at the room, they they, they calling on different things, right? You know and that's their, that's
1: their job, is whatever pops into their head, they gonna say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I
2: don't think but, it popped in his head. That's, that's, I mean,
1: I go by- He said that joke was not part of what- pro- they said it wasn't part of it. It was not like, part. Oh, it was oh, not on the teleprompter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what they said. This that's joke was not part of what he <laughs> had presented. No, nah,
0: bullshit. bullshit. It was just you bullshit.
1: Know, that All fucking show is, is so produced. That show is so say, produced. I'm telling everything. you that the, the director guy was like, uh oh, he didn't present this we one. didn't We didn't write that joke. <laughs> cool. We're, not, we're right. not guilty. Well, let's put it this way. If it was off the cuff or on the cuff, I'm hearing you, Damon, say, not
3: okay. Uh, period, point blank. Not only was it not okay because of the history that that, that the comparison, right? Because it was yeah. a joke that he made, right? About comparing her to G.I.J. Right? The history and the contextual awareness of the comparison was completely missed, right? Mm-hmm. But also, too, it wasn't funny. Like, period, point yeah. blank. It wasn't funny. I mean, mean true one that I'd be you know hackling and gackling
1: about but I think when you say it's not funny it was like yeah because I could see her as
3: G.I. Jane. Yeah, exactly right it's too true it's yeah so her in the role of G.I. Jane I have to think about that you know yeah hey, that sounds like a good idea that's not necessarily you got to think about a joke too long Right, yeah. it's not funny. Right, <laughs> it, yeah, it was. It, it wasn't. <laughs> if you want to
2: explain the joke, it's not funny. Yeah,
1: yeah. and that's what. Yeah, yeah I like, was like, 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 yeah, I, I that was. You know, it wasn't. Well, how many kids were? Yeah. Well, okay. I, mean, I, mean, I mean,
2: 1997. If you think about, like, who even knows that movie? Right, like we know I it. Like <laughs> we I know, know <laughs> it. I love that movie. Like I watched the shit out of that movie. Right, but there's a whole wide portion of the worldwide audience watching that. They probably had to Google, what's G.I. Jane? I was going to say, how many <laughs> kids do we yeah. know who are They're like, and their- Daddy, G. who's G.I. Jane? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, and that was
1: the other thing that, that Tiffany said was, well, you know, uh, G.I. Jane was an inference to say that, uh, questioning your sexuality. And it was like, Sorry, I don't know which G.I.J. movie you were watching, but there, I I have no idea why you would say that. And I think it mostly because, you know, in the movie, you know, she was hanging out with some women that were lesbian at the beach mm-hmm. and stuff. And so then, you know, those guys were thinking, oh, well, maybe she's lesbian, too. So you're lesbian
2: and, by proxy. That's not
1: how uh, it works. Yeah. Trust but, me. But, <laughs> trust right, me. But she, but she was trying to infer <laughs> that if that it was an insult to say GI Jane because you were now inferring that you were closeted lesbian. Wow, you know, you know how is you that was, is that
3: what she was saying?
1: Yeah, you know, she didn't say closeted lesbian, but she said it was a it was a questioning your sexuality. So you know, it's like sure. you know, uh, oh, you, no. you trying to make it sound like you know, if so, if I yeah. were to say okay, Miss GI Jane, then that means you, you know, you're you must be yeah, closeted. You're doing some masculine I mean, things, all right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and no, I was I, like, I, I don't. No, I don't. I fuck I
2: don't remember, that shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't remember <laughs> insulting anybody by saying, yeah, you're a G.I. Jane.
3: Yeah <laughs> I can't really I can't really speak to that connection at all. But you know what though the yeah. disciplining part of that comment that you had mentioned earlier. Yeah, I know th- so the discipline in response to will slap, right? Uh excuse me, the dis- the, the comment about discipline is in response to will slap, which some folks, right, especially within the black community, have been talking about this is part of the issue, right? Or part of the convergence of issues, right? The yeah. 2 way traffic jam of issues, yeah. right. <clears throat> One of them cars that's on that on that traffic jam is that uh, the folks who sit in the car that say Will was defending his wife, right, who was a Black woman who was getting insulted by another Black man, right, in public. And so Will's actions are not only justified, but they are also too the right course of action, right? He was right in doing that because he was standing up for his wife. Again, I'm not so much interested in that conversation of right or wrong. Yeah. You clearly see, don't matter, there's a law against that. My man could have easily got, you know. He, he might've caught a little bit of time. He would have yeah. had to bail out. Somebody would have had to have the bill. Or
1: the lawsuit. You could lose mm-hmm. half for your cash. <laughs> half your assets. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I, I'd be like, 200 male. easy if i right. was chris rock's wife
3: i would be like hey no we ain't settling for less than 200 <laughs> <laughs> but that but that but that discipline comment i think right yeah. was was kind of pivoting off of that stance right in the convergence of issues or it was pivoting off of the the off of off of the folks who were in that car right that this was yeah. an example or a model of defending black women in public which again, because of the context and the history that I laid out initially, right? Yeah. Especially about the comparison, right? Of black women with white women uh, uh, beauty Do you figures, think right? he At would have done, because this was the other thing. Do you think he would have slapped uh, Dave Chappelle? I think Will would have done that to just about anybody. <laughs> you, <laughs> think, you, you think? I, I, oh, let me, let me, let me you think? Let me say this. Let me I say mean, this. Let we me can go on this. to re-end the fantasy, but. No, no. Let me, let me yeah. say this differently. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody except for Chris Rock would have said what he said. <laughs> okay? Oh, I think Dave Chappelle Jerry... would have done worse. Dave Chappelle would have actually been a little bit more strategic about it because let me tell you an example, just an example from a story to show the difference level in you. Some people call it genius. I would just quite simply call it a, an approach. Yeah. Kevin Hart goes into a comedy club, right? I think they're somewhere like on the East Coast, right? Maybe in DC somewhere, right? He goes up. He's trying out some new material. Chris Rock comes in. They see each other. They dap it up. Say, "Hey, yo, I'm about to go up. Yo, give me some notes." Chris sits down. He watches Kev. He writes some notes. Chris is like, yo, hey, I'm here, too. Watch me. Give me some notes. Chris goes up. Kev sits down. He writes some notes. They both exchange the notes at the end. Dave Chappelle walks into the same club, and it's like, oh, my gosh. All these folks, all these comedic heavyweight geniuses are here. Mm -hmm. Dave gets up there. They both look at each other after he's getting on into his set ball up both of the notes that they gave each other and said you know what what am i doing with my life like i need to just i need to i need to quit he's that good yeah So i think dave would have found a way to not make that joke he would have did something yeah. different that would have been funny yeah. right and 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 i think that you know he could have still found a way to preserve both jada and his own integrity his own as a comedian <laughs> and jada's as a woman yeah right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think I he would have slapped yeah. the rock. I, I don't yeah. think he I don't, he, yeah, he I don't think he would have slapped what? Chappelle. I don't think he would have slapped Chappelle. If, if the rock was
2: up there, I don't think he would have slapped the rock. No. I mean mm. I don't <laughs> think so. Not that The Rock would even make so. that joke. He's not a comedian. You know, they all his shit would have definitely been written.
1: Because the reality is you oh, all think so. The Rock would have because, caught him. Because <laughs> let's, I yeah, know, let's you put it try, this way. Before anybody gets into a fight, right? you always sizing somebody up. Yeah. 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 You, 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 there's no way that you're going to go up there and think, I'm going to survive this situation right. if I do this, <laughs> you know. And you look at, <laughs> you know, Chris Rock. And as big as Will Smith is compared to to Chris, I think it's like, I could survive this situation, you know, sure. and, and look good at the same time. Suits tearing, rolling down the, <laughs> yeah. you know, because the way that a lot of people were like, oh, hell no, he'd never slap me. He, you know, and then who was it? There was another guy that was talking and saying, um, yeah, if he ever slapped me, it'd be on. And then I- even when we saw each other, it'd be on site
0: because
1: one yeah, of us yeah. is always going to be getting it,
0: yeah.
3: you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know that, what, but
1: that's so- like what, yeah, that's like what you're saying is that's staying within the right and the wrong and not looking towards how do we reconcile this for healing and i can't oh every time i say that word now it's like that's all i'm hearing jada smith
0: oh the healing and i'm here
1: for it
2: i just want to say thing is i just we- want to
1: say bitch <laughs> but
2: that's just me that's just you know well, I, I, the other thing is that we're we're making some assumptions of what Chris is processing towards, right? Yeah, that yeah. he's yeah, Processing yeah, yeah. towards a healing and a reconciliation. Yeah. He could this be, could be processing towards <laughs> writing the best fucking stand-up show, you know, ever. It's coming because you yeah, yeah. I mean, you've seen Chris Rock's comedy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've never I'm not really been a well. He
1: did say, but he did say whatever is whatever is going to happen, it's going to be serious and funny. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
2: you know, he's, he's at the end of the day, he is a comedian and he could be processing and writing his next show, you know? Again, yeah, money, yeah. I no, okay. there, I can't stop saying that there is money, there's money behind this. This is not, yeah. it's yeah. not just you and me on the street slapping each other, <laughs> yeah. you
3: know, yeah. this is yeah. money. But there's a
2: lot of money behind all of this and that changes things, that changes things, you know? Capitalism. You know,
3: you know what I'm um, what i'm curious about how this conversation develops in the public sphere is because you brought up a a brilliant point right like i mean you know he probably will smith right is not going to necessarily smack the rock right because there's this sizing up that goes on right which is which are all to me right like as i'm hearing like like you kind of break that down right like even just in the conversation who he would do this to, who he would not do it to, right? He would do it to what he would not he'd do it to a black person, he wouldn't do it to a white person, right? But, uh, what I hear in all of this, right, is definitely masculinity mm-hmm. and a need to actually prove oneself, a need mm-hmm. to actually demonstrate it to establish one's presence through the instantiation of aggression and also to violence, right? The ability to wage violence. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean yeah it has to be done or executed. In this case, it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. However, right, he's firmly within the realm of toxic masculinity, right? Within that, within that sphere, there, right. So that's what I'm interested in seeing. When I said earlier that you know we don't have, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not quite surprised, but I am a little dismayed in the public uh, sphere to describe what, what's going on with these two individuals out of the language of pathology, because at the very least, what was demonstrably, what was demonstrable in that moment was that was an instance of toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's not to say that Will is, his the sum total of who he is, right, is just this this, this machismo kind of toxic right. man. No, right. but look, he's processing along with Chris, Right, both of them are actually victims when they were at at a a young age, right, and throughout their lives, both of them are victims of bullying, right. Both of them actually grew up, right, with very images, with with very strong images, close images, right, of toxic masculinity that circle that 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 swirls around their own personal lives, Mm -hmm. and they're still processing their way through those images of toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. So, what I really think that. Needs to occur, right? Whether or not it's on the red table, whether or not it's behind closed doors, or on Oprah show, or with Ayanna, or with whoever, or even my girl Ricky Lake on the low side note, Ricky Lake might actually <laughs> be coming back, y'all. Look, I'm just, yo,
0: hashtag bring Ricky Lake back. Okay? I, Ricky I did see Lake. that inter-
1: I did see that interview on the Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah oh yeah. that is old oh, school yeah Lake. Well, really yeah really yeah <laughs> you know, look hashtag bring back her in our yeah. studio hall okay <laughs> <laughs> well she was talking about her alopecia you know exactly,
2: exactly. Ricky Lake has alopecia? exactly. oh i didn't yes. know that i didn't know that yes. those people with alopecia? She, i
3: didn't even know it's a quiet yeah. it's it's like a very quiet suffering right and again i'm uh, I think what, there was a convergence, there's a convergence of issues that's that's created a traffic jam in terms of our ability to progress and get to get on the road to reconciliation right now at this particular moment that we find mm-hmm. ourselves in. Well, we have to actually unpack. We got to do some unpacking. We have to do some useful distinctioning, right? <clears throat> some very careful slicing through. And I do believe that the First slice has to be through toxic masculinity, or at least that's Mm -hmm. where we need to begin to talk about. That's Mm -hmm. where we need to begin to have the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the Mm -hmm. that's the terms, that's the language, right? That we need to borrow from that, right, in order to kind of unpack what we saw, what we witnessed, in a way that preserves both will and Mm -hmm. also Chris Rock's integrity. Right? Yeah,
2: they're not the they're not the poster for toxic toxic masculinity. No, they're a byproduct. Harvey Weinstein is. Yeah. 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 Henry yeah. Harry fucking uh what the what's the glasses fucking pedophile? Oh guy?
1: uh Woody Allen.
2: Woody Allen Woody Allen, uh, yeah. Roman Polanski. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean that's yeah. right. why we, we haven't talked and about it. And all the, fact, the and all know, the other people, people that haven't Oscar been exposed. Away? No, we don't take his Oscar way because Roman Polanski still has his.
1: Uh, well and you don't take his, the Oscar right? way because yeah. he won it. I mean he I mean Woody Woody hoping, too, however, they just, He acted yeah he was in the role that was yeah. his job, and he happened yeah. to win yeah. you know employee yeah. of the year I mean but, you know <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <of> <laughs> I mean that was it.
3: Employee of the year.
1: Employee of the year. I mean,
3: he was still in the role. Yeah.
1: Up there. Exactly. You can't you can't I mean, take all that, all what he did to win it. So yeah. Um, I don't agree with yeah. taking the Oscar. Like, and no. I'm like, I think the whole week. The weak response from the Oscars, it's like, get out of here. Oh, they're not going to play it
2: safe. They're going to play oh, they, it safe. Well, they they're first gonna... were like,
1: we don't condone violence. 94th Oscar Awards, you know, they right. go in, And then all of a sudden, after the whole big explosion on Twitter and everything, then it was like a bigger thing. Now we're going to investigate. Yeah. You know, we don't condone violence. Now we're going to, you know, and that's that machine that you're talking about, Damon, that false. That false. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden you see people outraged out. You now have to say, oh, we were outraged, too. You yeah. know, but we're going to take our time to investigate. And this is where I'm like, if you really were about it, you would have said, I'm sorry, Will, you need to go. The show has to go on, but it's got to go without you. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we can't have you here. You can't be terrorizing our employees. And I say employees because he's contracted, or uh, Chris is contracted worker. So you can't be, you know, you can't be here and escort it out. That would have been simple. But they chose to you know, that, have, I mean, but that doesn't get ratings. I mean, this is one of the highest rated Oscars that's that's, a long, true too. That, that's a long time. They've been that's what we talked about. Then a, so it becomes about the cash.
2: To, it's always follow the money. There's still a follow lot the Benjamins of money in all of the different avenues. There's a lot of on this on this traffic jam. Money is a big one,
1: yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, and it's it, and in this type of situation. It can't be helped because people are looking for all the avenues to collect cash. Absolutely. You know, and that's a sad part because, you know, the message that I feel like is had is you can assault somebody and in the real world, you ain't going to be able to get away with it. You aren't going to be able to sit through your, you know through you assault somebody at a restaurant, the waiter, whatever, you're not going to be able to sit there and have your dinner with your family and joke around and go, you know, to the club later on. You're going to get dragged out of that restaurant, handcuffed and off to the jail, Uh, you know? And that's, that to me is just that continuous, it just, you know, and I think maybe that was most of the shock was just the, um, the, like, something had to have been really wrong for you to, and, I, and I, I hear you when it's like my wife, my this, but something has to be really wrong for you to do that, knowing all the rules, the FCC rules, where you're at, you know, you've been able to maintain in these white spaces, and you know what's expected of you, something beyond a joke, and beyond her had to have been really s- wrong for you to At stake. snap. Yeah, for you to yeah, snap like yeah. that, especially because his mother said, I'd never seen him act like that before. Of his 50 something years, I never seen him act like that before.
0: So well, I mean, I think been, none of
2: it. I mean, that's not, yeah. his brand has always been, even his music, right? Right. Even his, his music and his his hip hop music, his brand has, has been you know not violent not right cussing, now all of a sudden you're trying to act thuggish that, what's know? that
1: about you know what i'm saying like all yeah. of a sudden and then you got jaden out there that's how we do it and i'm like what I, you with the silver spoon in your mouth and that's how we do it like you know i just you know
3: i think the other the other part to that too right as well as. um as well as thinking about like the squeaky, because you're talking about like a kind of squeaky clean image yeah, that he's been presenting, that, right? That
1: makes white people feel safe. You know, kind of like, like,
2: uh who was that other guy? The well, I think uh, it, well, that's one of the things that made it so shocking. I mean, for me, I'll say yeah, for me, seeing it is like, Yeah, well, this is fucking Will Smith. That's, that's, the the, was break,
3: the other, that's why i said we forgot that he was born in western yeah we well the there was it the
1: there's that <laughs> other comedian that did a skit with dave Chappelle, and i can't remember what his name is but they earthquake. you know huh
3: earthquake
1: no uh he was on um darn it he was on uh uh one of the improv the improv with uh Donnell Rawlings. No, no. Darn it! I can't remember his. Okay, you guys talk because I'm gonna I'm gonna get the name, and when <laughs> I tell you the name, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's right." So talk, yeah. and I'll I'll be right back.
3: <laughs> but like most of the reason why I think you know a lot of people were so shocked is because he's this this actually showed you the tragedy right or the tragic side of. Actors, got who were, you got it. Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady, oh, Wayne, Brady. Wayne. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's talk about Wayne Brady, and the reason why Wayne Brady was, you know, one of skin. the,
1: you know, again, uh, yeah, exactly, because he was. He, he may he had that impression of he's going to ha- make white people feel safe, you know, like the Bryant Gumbo, like he can be in these white spaces. People don't aren't threatened by him. Right. And I think that's the same kind of persona that Will Smith brought in was, you know, he's safe. He's one of the safe ones, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what's been yeah. cur- curated,
2: yeah. created and sold to the white community. But let's yeah. Let's talk about how restrictive that is. Yeah. Yeah,
1: of course. Absolutely. That's why I love Absolutely. the Wayne Brady skit with Dave Chappelle. But then again, at the same time, it's like, so is that your other life? Like, you know, you present this way and then your other life is what we think. You know, it's like I sometimes I feel like we ourselves shoot our own selves in the foot because why can't we just be who we are? Like, why do I have to be one stereotype or another? Why can't I just be me, you know? Because of that machine that we because talked about earlier, right? Exactly. Exactly. right? Exactly. racism, white supremacy. Right, and our own self-hatred. Exactly,
3: yeah. Because, be, well, no, no, not even so much because of self-hatred, right? I mean, like, if we're talking about this, I think that's part of it, but not even just because of that, not even as a primary reason, I think that's what we kind of get at when we understand it within a larger con a larger historical context right mm-hmm. of racism and white supremacy is because that's exactly what would lead to death yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yes yeah really, not yeah. so much because of self-hatred mm-hmm. but really because if you were to go out here and act out of alignment if mm-hmm. you were to go out here and act up in front of these white folk mm-hmm. you will die. Yeah. Right, so right. there's a again going back to why I'm not interested in having the right or wrong conversation. Right, is this right or is this wrong? The moral conversation. Not interested in that. I'm interested in having a conversation about healing, reconciliation, what that looks like, and unpacking not only not only from like a trauma informed approach, right, but unpacking what we witnessed because I guarantee you that did not just take place right. in just that moment, right? That didn't come from just that moment. I think. I can't remember if it was Sylvia you who said, "Wait a minute, this came from somewhere else. This came from a larger, a longer history." Yeah, like that, yeah. that—that—that that was floating along S- something else. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but yeah, I'm interested in having yeah. that conversation right. about how yeah. we address that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How
2: does trauma, like, sit in our bodies historically, genetically, generationally speaking? to then where it you
1: he blew his trauma all over everyone right Right. and he did it in such a casual way it wasn't like he went you know he didn't go start he strolled up there to the point that i thought oh he's gonna you know he's gonna do a a bit he's gonna 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 do a bit with him they're gonna riff back and forth with something because that's how casual and then he does a slap and casually walks right back you know almost like almost like it was a skit like you know just very casual well I mean I told you
2: last week I I did the deep dive into people that analyze that do stunts because I'm like this had to be staged right like had to be fake like it's too it was too you know cool like too cool and too too scripted looking you know um yeah so I wondered if that says the right or wrong I mean, I can say I think it's wrong. I do think it was wrong that he did it. I don't think that's the, like you're saying, Damon, that's not the conversation we should focus yeah. on, right? There is a bigger conversation of what, what does historical, tra- I mean, this is, what does is this historical trauma look like, right? Yeah. This is an example of how historical trauma shows up.
1: Right and, how and, trauma and right up. now, yeah. And right and, now, we are in a trauma situation. Right, you know, yes, like you yes, always, like yes, Tori always yes. say, "Mom and Dad are fighting. Mom and Daddy know? hit mommy at the table." <laughs> right, and a that moment. I mean, that's where yeah. we're at right now. Is we're waiting yeah, yes. to see what happens right. next. Are because we Because into that happened, and yeah.
2: now what happens after, and who we are after the event depends on what we do right now. Mm-hmm. Right. right. What mm-hmm. supports? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What processing? Exactly. What healing happens? Then we know we actually exactly. can then, or we perpetuate the same traumas over and over and over again. Right? Exactly.
3: Yeah. That's why I'm so. That's why I'm so caught up on the language that we use to talk about both of these men and what we witnessed in that moment. It's not. I promise you, it's not just because I'm an English professor, you know? yeah. <laughs> It's really because, like, there's some practical reasons as to why we have to give special care to the language that we use. And I'm yeah. not talking about walking on eggshells, folks. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about doing the work of taking of 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 just like Tori said, right? She did a deep dive right into all of those, into the stunt folks, and what they were saying about that event. Yeah. We gotta do deep dives into toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. We got to do deep dives right into historical trauma, right? The black folks mm-hmm. face right so in particular, right? Post-traumatic slave syndrome. Yes. Right. We can look at Dr. Joy DeGruy. Yes. Right. We have to do deep dives into right what what what's What goes into the politics of of naming, right? Or controlling one's narrative, right? We have to go and take these deep dives into these intellectual reservoirs in such a way that we now come out, right? Of those pools with new words, new language, new insights, new perspectives and ideas to be able to fresh new eyes, to be able to look back at this old situation and say, hmm. We learned yeah. something there. What yeah. did I learn from
2: this? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. No. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah.
1: For 100%. sure. Hundred
2: percent. Wow, y'all, well, we killed it again. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> we can't help ourselves.
1: Deep, deep dives.
2: Deep dives with
1: yeah. Damon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the newest podcast.
2: <laughs> deep dives with Damon. I love it. I like it. I like it. Um, well, I, I for one wanna tell you uh, Damon, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh your perspective on this. Um I knew you'd I knew you'd bring it. I knew we'd yeah. be here for two hours. I had no doubt in my mind.
1: Has <laughs> it been that long? Jeez, oh, yeah. this gonna crazy. have to be cut in two part one and <laughs> part <laughs> one, part
0: two. <laughs> That's how we get off man. next week. Yeah.
2: That requires a oh, lot of man. editing time on my part. And I'm just not really into that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so you just gonna lay it out i'm just
2: gonna say you might want to listen to this in two parts but i'm not gonna post yeah. it in two parts
3: <laughs> I mean, thank you so much sylvia and tori just for inviting me back to the show i mean i always have a great time coming here i enjoy talking with y'all like just really, I have a great time. I, I sometimes I'll be I'm I'm supposed to be like writing down points and stuff like that, so that way I, well, I can tell something like coherent, you know. And yeah. I'm Getting about my points, I've got my phone off to the side somewhere. You did it. I'm just, you I'm did just fine. Yeah. yeah.
2: Did fine. I did want to ask though. So you mentioned the book about hip hop, and what what was the name of that? I was writing stuff uh, down
3: while you were saying books and stuff. It's it's, it's called uh, the Hip Hop Generation. Generation, right? Okay. Yes. And I forget what the subtitle is off the top of my head, but it's called The Hip Hop Generation. And the author is Bakari, B-I-K-A-R-I, Kitwana, K-I-T-W-A-N-A. Okay, Okay. cool. And that's probably one of the most, it's one of the most fascinating books on, um, um a sociocultural and economic read of the folks who were born out of uh, between the 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 years of 1964 and 1985 or excuse me sorry 1965 and 1984 mm-hmm. um which is who bakari Kitwana identifies as members of the hip-hop generation okay. it's one of the most fascinating takes i think that's, that's me yeah hip-hop generation generation. generation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) right on um well again thank you for being here um everyone thanks for listening as always um we appreciate it and until next time nos vemos adios
1: peace
3: daisy daisy what's your
1: say for what's your say for daisy